T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Pete Sweeney, 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 Pete Sweeney. It is time to talk to our Chiefs insider, Pete Sweeney, presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, the official sports book of 610 Sports Radio. Good morning, Pete. How's it going, man? You uh, you ready for Cincinnati? You've been on to Cincinnati for a while, I would imagine. Yeah, I've been on in, on Cincinnati since the beginning of this season, since uh, we got the, the schedule in the offseason. I, I think this has been the game, personally, that I, I think mattered the most. I know that everyone was excited about Buffalo, but for me, it was always why why not why not try to take back what what they did to 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 the Chiefs and try to redeem yourself in the AFC Championship. Pete, I'm with you on that. I know that you and I uh, a couple years ago had a schedule release party, which are very fun to do. We would have had a great time because both of us would have circled Cincinnati. We had pizza. We had pizza. That was the main 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 ingredient. <laughs> it, was, it was it was award winning show, and it was great stuff. And Pete. When you look at this, does it matter if the Chiefs would have won the regular season but lost in the postseason? Because I don't think it would have. And I think the taste is still there from losing to the team when it mattered in the postseason. So two-part question. Would it have mattered had they won one of those last year, like the regular season game and lost the postseason game? And two, do you think this game is just as big in Cincinnati as it is here? No, not to me. I think the biggest thing for for me is the fact that Patrick Mahomes has yet to really – beat Joe Burrow in, in a big game. And we can't really say that about the rest of the league. There are two teams that have beaten the Chiefs, uh, or two teams that Patrick Mahomes hasn't beaten, and that is the Seattle Seahawks and the Indianapolis Colts. And then Joe Burrow in big games has beaten Mahomes. Mahomes can't really say that about the rest of the league. I mean, he's dominated pretty much everybody else. And so it's, for me, I think beating the Chiefs, not only late in the season, but in such a big game, and doing it in the fashion they did has always had a lasting effect. And if they're able to do it again, I, I think that's just worse than the alternate reality in the sense that, okay, wow, there is a team out there that has, quote-unquote, Patrick Mahomes' number. We've never really been able to say that. And so right. I think this game is big for not only the confidence of the Chiefs, but just Mahomes in general. And, and I'm, that's why I think I'm looking forward to, to Sunday. Didn't matter about the regular season. The regular season was never going to matter. It could have been the Titans upsetting the Chiefs in the playoffs. Whoever beat the Chiefs to knock them out was going to beat the team. And that's why you saw a little bit of extra juice with the Buccaneers, and they went down and, and sort of handled Tom Brady. I know the game ended up being 10 points, but they really had the game in hand. And now I, I think 
it's one of these games that Mahomes just hasn't been able to have because he's been so success, successful. And so now I'm excited to see what he does against the Bengals. Yeah, Pete, I mean, you don't get many opportunities if you're a Chiefs fan uh, for, for revenge-type games based off of the success that they've been able to have and who they have at quarterback. And th- this is the game that I- I'm with you that that seemed to be the one that you wanted to really focus in on, knowing what had happened. You were anyway, an 18-point lead heading to the Super Bowl. I know there were fans sitting in the stands a few rows from me, honestly, looking up flights to, to L.A. for the Super Bowl. I mean, everybody thought that thing – was done and this is the team that ruined that now we know at least in the regular season matchup Jamar Chase went off on Kansas City they actually held him somewhat in check in the postseason I like this secondary I like this defense more though this matchup against him and him and the rest of that offense yeah no I I think I think this is the best defense that we've ever seen under Steve Spagnuolo I know that is a lot to say and I, I know that is like great expectation but I just think that this defense is exactly what they've been waiting for for a long time, and I think this is what they had in mind when they hired Spagnuolo. Not to say that the 2019 championship defense wasn't good. I, I think they were good, but they really played well at the right time. This is a defense made up of young, really great players, and I think this is the biggest test. I mean, you have Jamar Chase, as you mentioned, but there's also T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And for me, if they're able to come out and shut those guys down, then all of a sudden I, I think you're feeling really good about the prospect of, of a championship. And look, they have 35 sacks. They had 31 all of last year. We still got six games left, and, and it starts on Sunday. And you see what that does for the back end of the defense. And Steve Spagnuolo's defense, when they were upsetting the undefeated team, that we saw in New England, it was getting pressure up front and allowing the secondary to do what it does. I think you're finally seeing that. And for me, what what is interesting about this particular team under Steve Spagnuolo and Andy Reid is that the defense could be as good as the offense. And I, you know, I, I understand the Chiefs went on a wild run, overcame double-digit deficits in every game and won the championship in 2019. But this might be the best team of the Patrick Mahomes era. When you look at this team, Pete, they're fourth in the NFL in sacks, but it does hinge a lot upon a lot of times upon who's playing. Like Mike Williams goes out of the game. They're able to pin their ears back and go after the quarterback. The Bengals give you four, five guys with over 40 receptions, and they're big and physical. Like Higgins is over six foot four. Jamar Chase, extremely physical. Does somebody need to, like Jamar Chase, if he's not 100% healthy, he's a lead the game. Or do they have to get all that pressure from Chris Jones and Frank Clark and Karloftis and the defensive line? Or do you think they can still, you know, sacrifice somebody in the secondary to go after the quarterback? Because that's where they're so good. They're so good at blitzing guys in the secondary. Can you afford to do that against wide receivers like this group? Well, I don't think that Jamar Chase is going to play a full game. And so I think, I think you got to pick your spots. And Steve Spagnuolo has been really good at doing that this year. Whenever they seemingly call one of these guys that are not in the front seven to come on and, and do the blitz, it seems like it's been very timely this year. And I don't think you do it when Jamar Chase is on the field. Now, we're speculating, right? So, like, we don't exactly know how much he's going to play. But I am i don't think he's going to come off the bench and then they're going to have him on for close to 100% of the snaps. I think it's going to be around 50. That, that's just how I am feeling. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I know it's a little bit of a, okay, is he on the field? Can we do this type of thing? But I, I'm not sure you're blitzing someone that's a defensive back when Jamar Chase is on the field. I'm also curious as to see – 
do they put Legereus Sneed outside? We know that uh, Trent McDuffie has gone inside, outside. He's, he's done this thing when Mike Williams is on the field just because I think of the size type of thing. But it's also putting McDuffie in places to succeed. Uh, and I'm just curious. So Steve Spagnuolo doesn't do this much, but is this the type of thing where, all right, Chase is on the field. Do we just see Snead on him at all times? I, I think that's a, a definite possibility. We're talking to Pete Tweeney, our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride. How far down the list on the roster would you have had to go for if I would have told you that, hey, on Monday, uh, this week at some point there's going to be a Chiefs player that, that kind of starts a little of the trash talk back and forth with, uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. How far down the list would you have gone to find Justin Reed? Well, I, I'm. it was a little surprising. And if you really, like, in like read into what exactly happened it's you know it's a little reporter driven and i i want to say that on on both sides where i think you know justin reed was kind of originally if you really like watch the clip i think he's just really not even thinking about what he's saying i think he just probably confused and then all of a sudden is is saying well i need to know where hayden hurst is at all times and I need to follow him. And then all of a sudden, things got sort of blown out of proportion and it upset the Bengals. But for me, I, like, I don't think the Justin Reed trash talk was all that good. But at the same time, it seemed to rattle the Bengals more. They seem more upset about it than the Chiefs do. And I, I think in a way that that plays to the, the Chiefs' advantage. Like for me personally, I, like I, I'm a turkey and, and roast beef guy. I don't ever have tuna fish. Out of a can, but if I were to, it would be Bumblebee. That's all I'll tell you guys. I'm 100% with you on that, Pete. Pete, I asked you this question last year, Herbert or Burrow. You've been on that Justin Herbert train for a long time. Yeah. We asked Mike Lurvin um, the other day who he'd take out of the young quarterbacks, and he went straight to Joe Burrow. Have you changed your mind? Would you take Burrow <laughs> or Justin Herbert? No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Justin Herbert man. Damn I cover it, Patrick Pete. Mahomes. can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I cover Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. I want to see a quarterback that's like Patrick Mahomes. Joe, Joe Burrow isn't. Uh, he, just, he just isn't. They're, they're different types of style of quarterbacks, not to say that they can't work. Um, and this is why, in my opinion, this is why that Steve Spagnuolo last year called Joe Burrow Tom Brady-like. And for me, like Tom Brady is amazing. He's a, he's a great player. He works from the pocket. He can, he can manage his team. Um, he's, he's the old school and maybe Joe Burrow is going to be that old school type of quarterback for the foreseeable future. But I think if you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes on a consistent basis, you need to be more like Justin Herbert. You need to be more like a Jalen Hurts, for example, where you have that dual threat aspect to your game. You have that out of structure. I don't think Joe Burrow is an out of structure guy, which is why the chiefs lost last year because you don't have an out-of-structure guy. You have a guy that sits in the pocket and you're not able to get sacks like everybody else who beat that team. And now I think the Chiefs are, are better in that regard. And so that's why for me, I'm still a Herbert man. I know you're going to hate me, Bink, but I, I, I feel that that aspect of out-of-structure throws that are outside the pocket plays that you can – will your team to a victory. I don't think Burrow necessarily always has that in his wheelhouse. And to me, that's the new NFL. You're going to be Patrick Mahomes. You need somebody who has that ability. And I'm, I'm just, I'm not saying Burrow's out of the top 10 by any means, but he's not, he's not my quarterback. I'll ask you the same thing next year, Pete. Eventually, eventually Burrow <laughs> keeps doing it. One guy's gone to the Super Bowl. The other guy sat on the couch and watched the playoffs. That's, that's what I look at. We, I would love to see. And like, this is a, a very like, 
just football perspective loves because I know the text line can, can fire up. Well, they can, love, the text not today, they can. Yeah. No text line today. You can I say would, whatever you want. I, I would, well, good. Good. <laughs> Throw the text line out. I would love to see Herbert with a really good offensive mind. I mean, he's with this guy who obviously doesn't know what he's doing. If they don't make the playoffs, mm-hmm. Staley will be fired. And, and then I think they'll bring in an offensive head coach. And, and I, I think it's been a little bit of a disservice for what they have in him. Now, we'll see. I mean, we're, we're, we're really speculating there, um, and, and you're not in a good situation when you have constantly changing coaches. One of the blessings of Patrick Mahomes is that he's had that consistency. But I think Herbert has it. I've always been a Herbert guy in the sense of, like, I think he can oh, be there with Pete. Mahomes. But he got a bad deal. He, I, I think he's gotten a bad deal so far. Um, Burrow obviously has been better. You're right. And, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, that's why they play the games, Bing. Come on. <laughs> I know, Pete, Lastly, Pete, real quick, injury-wise, where are we looking? I know we're going to hear from, from Andy Reid at 1 o'clock. Jarek McKinnon hasn't practiced all week. We know what kind of pass protector he is. How is that going to all sort out? Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. I, I, and, and that's something to watch. For me personally, I think that Kadarius Tony is going to get all the time he needs. So I think they are now viewing, because we saw a little bit of a glimpse of what Tony could be. I think they're now viewing this as, okay, let's get him right. Let's have him maybe be a playoff weapon for us, and we're not going to test it. So Tony, for me, is out this week. I don't, I don't see him co- even coming back maybe next week. I think they're being overcautious with that. And then when it comes to McKinnon, the really interesting thing about this is McKinnon's been on and off the injury report all year. And so I'm thinking that if he were not to play in this game, we could see that Saturday afternoon call up for uh, Melvin Gordon, which would be a very oh, interesting no. scenario. Can he just yeah, can he just pass block? As long as he doesn't carry the football, <laughs> I'm okay. I think so. I don't think the Chiefs view him as a, a, a back that's going to be a guy that replaces the Pacheco carries. I think it's someone that they feel can be a McKinnon backup, and they may need it this week, which is potentially why they, they did the deal. If you remember, you know, Gordon went unclaimed, and he was out there for a little bit. And so it seemed like yeah, maybe five this fumbles. was a, a time. It seemed like maybe this was a timing thing. I'm not expecting, for example, like I know what you're saying. I'm not expecting big things from Gordon, but he is really, if, if, you, if you're looking at the third down pass catch type of back, he really is the guy for me that can replace McKinnon on not necessarily a one-for-one basis, but he's a nice backup. And so I'm looking at McKinnon. I don't think Tony plays. And McKinnon is the only one I'm worried about. And I'm, I'm just wondering out loud if, if Gordon actually gets a call up this week. Final question for you, Pete. It is Bengals week. Cincinnati's a chili town. Cody Tapp is having a chili feast. You have not responded one way or the other, yes or no. Your decision on Cody Tapp's chili party is... Well, for me, Bank, I, I'm I'm new to the relationship game, and what I'm I'm learning is that it, you know sometimes you you got to leave the decision up to to your your. Good house. God, Pete! How old are you in your thirties, man? <laughs> so that you're not going to this tomorrow. You sure to be married? I was married and had kids by thirty. Look, I, I, look, I, we're going to leave it up to um, my better half. If we, if, if she wants to go to the, chili you'll make party, love we'll with a woman at some point, Pete. <laughs> okay. You know what? I don't know if, I don't know if you need to, to say that, 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 um, it's, oh. let me ask you this. Pete does um, sound like I, he just know, woke up throw... though. Pete must have had a late night. Yeah. He does sound like he just woke up this me, morning. Me, me tell you about how things work, Pete. 
Birds and bees? Let me ask you let me ask you this. So Cincinnati's specialty is chili yep. on pasta. Mm-hmm. And Cody is choosing this weekend to have a chili That's party. A does he point. does he do a New England chowder? No, but this makes sense. Cody's like timing this perfectly. Pastry. Wait, uh, I do have to say one other thing. Alex love love that the that betting show is on and and then Bing for you, man. I'll just I'll just smell you later, man. Damn it. Did it again. There's every single week on the post game, the whole smell you later thing. And you guys let him do it. I hit the dumb you button. Asked, did you, it asked still go last, out? you asked the last question, man. Yeah, I was curious because he was on the list and he has got to ask his girlfriend. So wait, he says he's new Nick, to this game. Nick he's in his 30s. He aw, should have a kid so, by now, man. Nick, a white picket fence in a yard. Pete, <laughs> come on, man. He, Pete's love life is terrible. No, but seriously, it's terrible. That's, what do you mean it's terrible? I'm Nick met, is not I've going met his tomorrow new girl. because of other plans. The plan now, ain't Pete's working not, for Pete. Now, the plan ain't working. Now, Pete's not going to this thing tomorrow because of, of his relationship. So, Which is a total so, joke. Are you guys on a hey, double date? Hey, are you on a double date? He's known Cody longer than this girl. Listen, I've Nick, met. are you on a double date No, with we're him? not on a double date. But I have met Pete's girlfriend, and she is lovely. And I think that is, I think you owe her a public apology right now, Bink. I'm sure she's lovely. What'd she do to you? You just said it was a I'm joke. I'm sure she's lovely. I'm, I'm criticizing Pete's love life. You he's said like he's his new to love, love life was he, a joke. What he, what he, what he says he's what? New to love? I mean, is he going to hit 40 before he goes on a date? What do you mean? He's, he's, he's dating. Yeah, he's in a relationship. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, and then he pulls out the charcuterie, and then they leave him. <laughs> Every time. He goes, hey, Bingley, this charcuterie board I have. Eh. And they go on a date with him. And they, you they, don't they, like they charcuterie? No, they don't like plaid. He was way Bing, too much you know what I dates. think is going on right now? What? I think you're projecting. Yeah, I think you're projecting. Let's talk it Let's out. dive into your love life a little bit, why don't we? It's been better than Pete's. At least I've been married and have kids. Pete doesn't have any of that. So you're telling me if Pete <laughs> Wait a has a child, Pete, Pete, then he's Pete is, Pete is narrowing terrible. the gap. <laughs> Pete is great at what he does, but he's terrible at love. <laughs> oh, my God. Cover the Chiefs, hundred percent. He's good. Blows. He, yeah, after he hangs up on the phone, he starts delivering. <laughs> I did. I, I did bring it wow. up with Pete when he was on the phone. Is this all Man. because? Is this all because he said "smell you later"? He does it every week, and it drives me nuts. Yeah, I well, think that's, that's why, why you're. I think that's why you're mad right now. But he drives me nuts. Thinking of Cincinnati, his dad. I like his dad better. <laughs> Big Pete Sweeney is the real Pete Sweeney. Like his dad. I like his dad better than Pete. They're both Pete, but I like the big one better. <laughs> we'll get to the Chiefs red half hour in ten minutes. We'll get right back into uh, the position that Mahomes and the Chiefs find themselves in come Sunday uh, afternoon. But there was a Cincinnati fan that was really, really worried and upset about her team's situation this weekend. So she had her wisdom teeth pulled. Now, Bink, did you ever, do you have your wisdom teeth? No, I don't have you got yours. You got yeah. yours pulled. Nick, you, did you get yours pulled at some point? Yeah, I did. It was a little, I was a little older in life though. So I wasn't like. Like recently? Uh, within the last five years. Okay. You're right. kind of getting personal. So I, HIPAA, HIPAA. Yeah. Uh, no, so I have, I still have mine, but we've all seen the video, right? Where people, they're, they're still basically high off of the, the meds. And so listen to this Cincinnati fan talking about, uh, one, her, her love of Joe Burrow. And then later she talks about the Chiefs. Joe Burrow's jersey came in handy today. I didn't wear the pretty one because I didn't think I should. Oh, I wouldn't want you to get that one messy. What's wrong, sis? I know he's got a girlfriend, <laughs> and I'm happy for him, <laughs> but I'm not happy for me I know. in that situation. I know. You 
He's pretty protagonist talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. We play the Titans on Sunday. Jamar <laughs> Chase isn't even a sure thing, and I miss him. Oh, we do. <laughs> but then, even if we get past that one, well, then we got the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Holmes, and he's so good, and everyone knows it. <laughs> and he makes those Subway commercials. <laughs> All the others are the Browns. Joe Burrow's never beaten the Browns, and they're historically the worst oh, franchise in NFL history. I mean, my god dang hero can't beat the Browns, Mom. <laughs> He's the running back. We got dang Joe Mixon. He's got a dang concussion. I don't know if he can even play on Sunday. <laughs> oh, sissy. You think Jamar will be back on Sunday? <laughs> they said they were going to let him practice, but that doesn't mean he's going to play. And should he play? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I never have been. <laughs> oh, Bengals my fan. goodness. That's a Cincinnati Bengals fan. He's even uh, on she, Subway commercials. She, she just had her wisdom teeth pulled. <laughs> we got the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Holmes. And he's so good. And everyone knows it. <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic. And he makes those Subway commercials. That, that's the key there. Makes those Forget Subway about State Farm. The Subway. Makes those Subway commercials. I, I, she did bring him Joe Mixon. <laughs> How many times have you heard the Baker Mayfield and Mahomes thing whenever they play each other? That great college game they had? Yeah, yeah. Where Mahomes threw for 734 and, and Baker went 545. <laughs> there was another guy in that game. His name is Joe Mixon. He had 263 yards rushing, 114 receiving. In that game. Everybody talks about the yeah, Holmes yeah. Mayfield. Well, when Mixon, you're throwing for 700 yards. Well, yeah, but, yeah. but Mixon had a hell of a game, well, too. The th- the and pro- there was five touchdowns for Mixon. Well, Bink, the thing is, Joe Mixon's got a dang concussion. Now yeah, he Joe does. Mixon has got a dang concussion. concussion. And no Subway commercials. I don't commercials. know if he can even play on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like the ugly crying with the Bingo's voice. Bingo's fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I, I've had that medication. doesn't make you sound stupid. So you you think that's just a perfectly... Normal, healthy person. I think it's just an insane Bengals fan. That whole clip had so many great, like the end about the doctor also. They were going to let him practice, but that doesn't mean he's going to play. And should he play? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I never have been. Mom's just so good. (laughs) Oh, man. Then we got the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Holmes, and he's so good. He is. He is so good. Yeah, everybody does know it. That's right. My goodness. Pete's girlfriend. Wow. wow. Are you kidding me? Man, you're just taking shots at this. Have you ever met her once? We just heard from her. Oh. Mm. Man. Pete's like, baby, it's going to be okay. Pete's baby. welcome to call back into the show at some point today. If he he may to. never call in again. Uh, Pete's wow. like, hey, put my plaid, plaid shirt on, baby. Wow. Coming up next, Chiefs Red Half Hour. We'll get right back into the Chiefs and talk about that guy that's pretty good at quarterback. 
You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. Coming up in about an hour and a half, we'll head out to Arrowhead for a quick Friday presser involving Andy Reid. We'll get maybe final word on some of the injuries. Uh, of course, we just talked with Pete Sweeney about Jarek McKinnon, that hamstring, and Seems unlikely that he's good to go uh, by Sunday, and that means, yeah, maybe Mel- maybe Melvin Gordon, after being signed to the practice squad, could get activated. Uh, Tony, I'm with Pete, where it's like, for Kadarius Tony, after they saw what he was capable of doing, I mean, he, he may only play one game left the regular season, Bink. You know what I mean? It could be this one or two games. This is a game you need to know. This is, I mean, out of the hamstring of a kid or whatever, the real hamstring is Tony, because it could really benefit from Kadarius Tony. The Swiss Army knife see, style that he has. See, I actually think, the bigger loss for Sunday is McKinnon. I don't. McKinnon I, I totally is see it so as, uh, underrated. Tony. He's a great pass protector for this offense, and I think that's actually troublesome for me. Yeah, Tony, of course, we've seen the flashes of of what he can do, but I think Jarek McKinnon is a huge part of what they do in terms of pass protection uh, based off of sometimes the struggles we've seen at the left tackle and right tackle spot. I just like that extra weapon in the yeah, offense. Yeah. Kadarius Tony. You don't have a hard bit of Hardman's playing, big difference, but you don't. Kadarius Tony, I could see him in here, but that that to me, and McKinnon, listen, McKinnon's big time for this offense. I get it; he's a good supplemental piece, mm-hmm. but Tony, I believe, when healthy, gives this offense such a different style and a different look. His routes are incredible. 
when he's on the field. But, you, but for for this game Sunday, like I'm not, I don't know about you, I, I, I'm not worried about the Chiefs' offense in this game. I, I I know the second half of the 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 championship game, the offense did nothing, but I'm not worried about the offense against Cincinnati here. This this is not the same. This Cincinnati defense is not as good as what they were last year in the playoffs. Red so zone I, defense, they yeah, are. Yeah, but not across the board. And so like I, that goes back to the red zone conversation you and I had earlier in the week. The Chiefs are like the sixth best red zone team in football. They're not going to get into the quarterback. Seventeen sacks compared to the Chiefs' thirty-five. Chiefs have yeah. doubled. Them up. So that's that's the difference. You know, if you want to be concerned about, you know, how do you slow down Chase and Burrow and Mixon, that's all. That's why this is going to be a great game on Sunday. But I'm, I'm not worried that the Chiefs don't have enough uh, weapons heading into this game because of injuries that they can't get it done on offense. That's not where I'm at. But I'll, I'll tell you this. We, we mentioned a little bit about the rivalry here and Mahomes trying to avoid going 0-3 against Joe Burrow. I mean, is there a chance that we, we were talking five, six years from now that this is actually that rivalry? I know we've built it so much with, with, with Buffalo because we already know the Chiefs are playing Buffalo next year. Like, that's already on the schedule. Like, no matter what, that, the Chiefs will host Buffalo again at Arrowhead next year. It's already on the 2023 schedule. Just wild how they keep having to come to Arrowhead. and Maybe they'll have to come to Arrowhead in the postseason. Cincinnati, not on the schedule next year. They'd have to play in the postseason to play again. So maybe that changes the dynamic for this for a lot of people. But... If if this is the team that's giving you the most fits, and maybe and right now that is the team, Cincinnati is, like, there is a chance, if you believe Burrow is that guy, which I do, that this is going to be perhaps the, the team that actually is more the, the, the thorn in your side than Buffalo at some point. I think there's two factors in that. One, can you beat that team in the postseason? I think that's what solidifies everything. You know, Manning beating Brady in a postseason and winning a Super Bowl. And going to a Super Bowl, and Burrow's done both. He's beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, Arrowhead Stadium in the AFC title game, and he's been to the Super Bowl. They didn't win, but terrible offensive line. They could have won that Super Bowl. They were, they were very in line to win that Super Bowl against the Rams and could have done it even with that bad offensive line. So Burroughs kind of checked both those boxes. Can you get to the Super Bowl, A, and can you beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium, B? And he's already done both in his young career. We asked Michael Irvin the other day. He didn't even hesitate. Going Joe Burrow, and I know I know I tease Pete about it, you know, because that was a big talk last year. You take Herbert over Burrow, because everybody's talking about Justin Herbert, and I do think paired with the right head coach might make a huge difference uh, with, with uh, Justin. Both of them have talented wide receivers. It's what you do with them. And then there's Josh Allen. I do believe in Josh Allen. He made a throw last night that only Mahomes can make. Yeah, he's getting ready to go down the sideline. Mm-hmm. Only Mahomes can make that throw, and Josh Allen did. I know that. You know, nationally, it's Josh Allen and Mahomes. They were paired up in the match, you know, against Brady and Rodgers. You know, it was Mahomes and Allen. We want to build that up as the rivalry. But you got to beat them in the postseason. Now, if he doesn't, if he finds a way to get to the Super Bowl, all that's off the table. And then I think Mahomes got two rivals. This is Brady and Big Ben and Peyton. Would you throw him in there? Because, you know, Brady did have a couple teams there. The Steelers were one of those formidable teams at times of Big Ben. So you had him and Peyton Manning. So you don't have to just have one true rival. I think we all got excited when Big Ben and Brady uh, were going at it in the postseason, like we do Manning and Tom Brady. Yeah, so I, I do think weird. there's room for three quarterbacks, not just two. But that's weird that you you say that they need to beat the Chiefs for a third time in order for that to take Root. Not like, the Bengals. The, the the Bills need to beat the oh, Chiefs in the postseason. Oh, okay. No, okay. not the Bengals. I said the Bengals have already checked yeah, both so boxes. They beat them in the postseason. They beat them in the postseason and they went to the Super Bowl. Those are the two big boxes. I think you, even if the Chiefs win on Sunday, the Bengals are still going to be a team that you're going to constantly. Hundred percent regular season. I mean, as much this well, does gonna, matter because the home field advantage, but the green scheme of things, this doesn't matter. Well, I think there's a very good chance they play in the postseason this year. I mean, the way if you start looking at how things are setting up. 
you know, if the Chiefs lose, then suddenly the Chiefs are back to a two seed. All of a sudden, Cincinnati, I think, would bump up to the four, if I'm not mistaken, with the way it would work. Because they're six now. Yeah, versus a Chiefs win, Cincinnati loses, then they're looking more like a wild card spot. And you could end up playing them in the division. Like the first Chiefs playoff game, there's a chance a divisional round game could end up being against Cincinnati, right? I mean, so. Give Andy Reid that bye and see what happens. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with both of you, though. I mean, where we're looking at this game where it just, it just adds to it. it definitely the narrative is way different on Monday. Uh, we've said it a few times. I mean, if, if Burrow and the Bengals beat the Chiefs on Sunday, then on Monday it's about this kind of idea of are they the kryptonite, this kind of stuff. Third is all going to be the national conversation. Bengals go to If you go to play up, they go to three, Chiefs go to two. There you go. And the Chiefs play the Jets. If, and okay. it's all, all hinges upon what they do. But sure. as of right now, Buffalo go back to the one seed, which we know. It's a, it's just, a, it's, it's a massive swing game, even for the seeding stuff. I mean, it is pretty wild, but you, you, you feel great. If you beat Sensi, knowing the way the schedule sets up for Kansas city, you feel great about your chances at the one seed suddenly, right? Really good. I know anybody can beat anybody, but Seattle's the toughest game left on your schedule after Sunday. And they're kind of faltering a little bit here. And that means you're likely going to at least get to 14 wins and you have a real chance at 15, which if I would have told you that the Chiefs could go 15-2 and two this season, that's insane. And, and for narratives, it's the last real litmus test for the Chiefs before the postseason. Yeah. There's no other game this year. You could slip up. Like We saw the Chiefs lose to the Colts this year. That doesn't change how you feel about this team. It was, up. Oh, you overlooked that team. You don't overlook the Bengals. You can overlook basically anybody else left on the schedule lose a game that you're not supposed to, and it's not going to change how you feel about this team. This is the last game that's going to be a real barometer for where the Chiefs are or how far ahead they are of the rest of the It's kind of why I wish this game was like in two weeks, three weeks. Really? Yeah, because, as Nick said, when you play the Texans, when you play the Broncos twice, when you play the Raiders, and who knows how good I the Seahawks like the are Christmas Eve. I kind of like the soft landing, though, but here. But you got to keep your attention. I mean, you got to keep things rolling with this football team because you're going to be heavily favored every single game the rest of the season after this week. Yeah, you got to keep your attention, but I think fortunately having that carrot of the one seed still like in your grasp and, and, and in full control if you beat Cincinnati. It's going to be the one driving that, factor. Yeah. yeah, I think that's their motivation. I mean, I, I hope we're sitting here and, and the Chiefs beat Cincy on Sunday and then we fast forward weeks after that and we're sitting heading into week 18 and that they don't even need that game against the Raiders. I have a, I have a weird feeling that they're going to need to play their starters in that one because I think Buffalo's still going to be a game behind Kansas city. And so the chiefs would need to beat the Raiders to ensure that they don't lose the tiebreaker. Like I would love for Chad Henney to have to play week 18. And then you can have your guy, Melvin Gordon run all he wants in week 18. Buffalo still got the jets, the dolphins, the bears, the Bengals and the Patriots. That's a, yeah, it's a tough, I mean, the, I mean, Patriots, the Bengals a, game is on the road for the Buffalo bills. That, that's extremely I mean, tough as well. Game, and the, the dolphins, dolphins game at home. One. That dolphins game is the key one. I think in terms of making, if the Buffalo bills want to win that division, they got it to me. They're going to have to be Miami in a couple weeks. Yeah. They got to play the Jets again. They lost to the Dolphins and they've lost to the Jets this year. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's why suddenly the AFC East race is pretty, pretty fun. We mentioned schedule and this is why I, I know what the last three weeks have been for Kansas city. I, I kind of take it with a grain of salt. You had pointed out to me this, where this chiefs team has been the last three weeks in terms of NFL averages and efficiency and all that. And it's great. We just got done saying how you want to see a huge test against Cincinnati. It's why I'm like, and when I look and I see the last three opponents that they have faced, I, I I don't get as excited maybe as you do looking at some of the stats. Well, the one thing about it too is we can talk about the Rams, but actually the Rams are a very good defense in the red zone. That's one of the things they they're good at, and they showed that. But you know what? The Chiefs took it easy on them. As I said, the Fesco this morning, 
on the round table, McVeigh should send Reed a Christmas card because he had the ball to hmm. check away three times. The Chiefs did not run up the score. Could they have maybe passed the ball in for a touchdown at that point? Maybe so, that last drive, but they just gave it to Pacheco. They just decided to run the football. But you look at the last three games, that does include the Jags and the Chargers, two viable teams in my opinion. They averaged 469 yards of offense per game. Okay, the league high is 430 yards per game, set by the Chiefs. They hold the record for 430 yards per game. They've ran the ball for 435 yards the last three games. That's pretty impressive for this team. 435 on the ground, it's 145 per game, and they've had 13 sacks in the last three games. That's 4.3 per. That is a hell of a run for the last three weeks against for the Chiefs, against the Rams, against the Chargers, against the Jags. And I think we lose sight of it. People are like, what's wrong with the Chiefs? They just won a game by 16 points and covered. Not only that, did you watch the game? Because at the end, they didn't try. They weren't trying to put 30 points up on the board. Yeah, so I don't know if I fully agree. Which would have given me uh, 31 tr- cents or 30 cents in high V points. Hey, there you go. I don't know if I like, necessarily didn't try, but I'm with you on I don't, I'm not worried about the red zone stuff at all. I think the Chiefs, who went one for six in terms of scoring touchdowns in the red zone, that's not happening again. Uh, won the Rams defense, yes, but also... Yeah, the Chiefs not, have more touchdowns than any yeah. team in the red zone. That, that, any that, team. That didn't concern me. You know, as far like, I always kind of push back whenever this happens every year and everybody does it, I feel like. It's this idea of like, oh, they didn't try against this team. I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of, I hate that. That's just like a pet peeve of mine, like in general. Like, I, I kind of push back on the idea that a team's not trying in an, in an individual game. Um, I get what you're saying, which is you think that they're not going to obviously run it eight straight times or whatever in, in this game against Cincinnati. I just think they, they're willing to adapt in how they think the game is going and, and what they what is actually required to win said game. If you, Maybe that's just a different way of phrasing it. Well, there's only, there's only two teams in the NFL that are over 400 yards of offense in a game. The Bills at 410, yeah. the Chiefs at 430. That's incredible. 20 yards more. Those are the only two teams over 400. And guess what? Before this game, Alex... You go back four games, Chiefs had 499 yards, almost 500 yards of offense. That brings the average up to about 475 yards of offense the last four games. I mean, the stretch this team is on offensively, and maybe you say, well, they relied on too many field goals. Yeah, that last one, they didn't want to score a touchdown. They were basically being classy about the way they finished up the game. But statistically, what they're doing, this goes back to our holding Andy Reid, you know, Coach of the Year discussion, what he's doing with this offense by losing Tyree Kill in this offense still 430 yards per game. That's why Mahomes. Which is insane um, in the National Football League. And they've averaged almost 470 the last three weeks. And that's why Mahomes is the MVP favorite. You know, you're not, you're coach of the year and MVP. Usually you don't ever see a season where you get a coach going to win coach of the year and he's going to have the MVPs. This is why Mahomes is going to win an MVP this year because I. The, the oh, by you, the way, they put 499 against the Titans. Yeah, like what you outlined. I mean, the, the, the losing weapons, the narrative on his side, going to end up with probably the one seat. That's that and the numbers that Mahomes is putting up. That's why he's going to be. The, the MVP this year. And he should be. What, what, what they're doing, the good defenses in the NFL. Yeah, Malik Willis was the quarterback, but Malik Willis didn't play in defense. Oh, gosh, she's he, put 500 yards. They only scored 20 points, but they yeah, put up 500 yards. I don't know what Malik Willis's career will be, but he's the worst quarterback I've seen play so far this year. It is awful. Awful. I think Bryce Perkins. <laughs> yeah, yes. No, I'm, yes. Malik Willis was awful. He might eventually, two years from now, Figure it out, but, uh, but you know what? The ooh. quarterbacks making starts at Arrowhead Stadium the first time, even if they I played the know, year for one or two years, man. it's always terrible. Like we saw Jordan Love last year, who was not any good, play at Arrowhead. Malik Willis was awful. Yeah, but Jordan Love's good now. Awful, he is. He's great. You know, he's, he's just great the now. Future, yeah, he's the future of that franchise, uh-huh. and he's really giving and the, the Packers a decision, a real decision, because they they're still mathematically alive. 
Yeah. But once they become yeah. mathematically eliminated, Jordan left time. Well, it should be. Well, it should be. Then you're paying Aaron Rodgers all the money. Yeah. Which is a lot. Uh-huh. A lot of money, which is a lot. <laughs> a lot of money. It really is a lot, man. A lot of money. Well, you think it's a lot too, Nick? I do. Like When uh, you put it like that. It's a lot. Yeah. I think it, $157 million. It's a lot of money. It is a lot, Bank. I mean, it's 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 a lot. Of what I say that's untrue. It's it's a lot. I said it's a lot of money. It is. Yeah. Now that you were going through the numbers for this Chiefs team, this is why the conversation hasn't been about where the venue for this game is. Because yeah, at Arrowhead be awesome. Uh, the Cincinnati came into Arrowhead and won in the the championship game. But on the road, the Chiefs they score more points. <laughs> now, one of the games was the Bucks, their best offensive output, and then Week One, of course, was against the Cardinals. But on the road, the Chiefs five games on the road, four and one, thirty five points per game. At home, they've played six games. They're 5-1, 25 points per game. They've, they've been better offensively on the road this year. And than 10 at points home. is a significant yeah, NFL, swing. Or that's, Huge. A, that's a massive gap. The thing is, they, they travel well. I mean, you can stop the run like they're doing this year. And, well, the previous years, they couldn't stop the run. They're still up there. You go back to 2019, 7-1 on the road. 2020, 8-0 on the road. 2021, 5-3 on the road. This year, they're 4-1 and one on the road. You have a quarterback like Mahomes. It doesn't matter if you're playing at Arrowhead. It does not matter on the road. That is a 24-5 and five <laughs> record on the road since 2019. That is plus 19 on the road for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, since 2019. It does not matter where you play. Playing Cincinnati, playing the moon, play anywhere, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I and mean, this always, anytime we talk about road games, it always brings up the crazy stat. This far into Mahomes' career, as we know, he's never played a road playoff game. They're going to try to keep it that way. If they can get the number one seed, it'll be a full another full season where you'll be able to next year talk about that if they actually get the one seed, that he will not have to go on the road in the playoffs. And the two crazy stats are 14-0 and against the division on the road, which yeah, is unheard yeah, of, yeah. and the 26-0 and in his last 26 games. In November and December, when the games do matter – his last 26 is 26, you know, that, that is insane numbers. Yeah. If, Why do you guys think, because it's not yeah. just, it's not just that they're good on it. Mahomes in his career statistically has been I better on the he, road. You know, there's always like, if we were to dive into each game, there's always some, you could claim opponent or what where like specifically what's going on in that, 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 that game, what's on the line. I think he thrives in like the, you know, just the same way Josh Allen talked about how he loves actually playing at Arrowhead because it just reminds him of the college atmosphere. Yeah. I think guys like that get like, they really get up for the, those intense atmospheres. He likes the little bit of the trash talk. I think he likes being Us up against, against the it. world. I think that some of the great ones thrive in that mindset and that Mahomes certainly fits that. They love trash talk. They love the chip on the shoulder. Going back to the chiefs love having some kind of edge. They always get the edge on the road. They kind of stay together. It's more of a unit, you know, getting on a plane together, staying in a hotel together, you know, hanging out together. It's kind of an us against the world type mentality that they get. But you're right. I think the trash talking does bode well for the Chiefs. You know, you look at, if I, if I just told you, in his career, he's played 36 home games, 38 road games. The record is about the same. But he's thrown 78 touchdowns, 23 picks at home. He's thrown 102 touchdowns, 22 picks on the road. So same amount of games, with the exception of two more games on the road. He has thrown 24 more touchdowns and one less interception. <laughs> he that thrives, is man. That is insane. It is. It is insane. I mean, it's. He said, you know, he said um, in an interview, or maybe he was at a press conference, I don't know, earlier this season, that sometimes at Arrowhead and he's coming out of the tunnel and the pyrotechnics are going off and the music's blaring 
and everybody's screaming that sometimes he's a little too amped up. Like the, he, he can tell that he's not in the right mindset because he's so juiced and he's so ready to go at yeah, home. Sometimes the adrenaline could be a hindrance. Right, and maybe maybe he just is more calm. Maybe he's just more relaxed on the road, whereas every other quarterback lets that get into their head or most other quarterbacks let that affect them in a way that he doesn't. Yeah, and he's used to that. He's got that mentality where it doesn't, it's us against the world. But that goes back to what, what Gold said, like, some guys just have that. Some guys have the ability to internalize that and actually use it as a weapon as well, opposed to letting it be a detriment. I think the Bengals have a little bit, too. You know, Burrow yeah. winning at Arrowhead Stadium yeah. in the postseason, I think he's got a little bit of that, too. Oh, I mean, when the one thing that everybody can universally agree on when it comes to Joe Burrow, like there, when it comes to confidence and like the, the the swagger level of quarterback in the league, there's there's probably nobody that has more of it than Joe Burrow. That is that is definitely his thing. Yeah, the whole it factor, Joe Cool smoking a cigar after yeah, the game, yeah. very Lynn Dawsonish, you know, yeah, with, the, with the smoke. But yeah, he didn't do yeah. it at halftime of a college game. Well, he did it afterwards. He did. full uniform, smoking a stogie that out in the hallway. Wasn't that the game where OBJ handed out cash yeah. to some of the players? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bing, please the stop. Cash game. Please stop normalizing tobacco use. <laughs> the oh, hell are you, you talking you have, about? What, you got, is it? Have you used it today? I have. I haven't smelt it in the studio. Well, I see the can. I came in with. I came in more controlled. Fresh can. I have Glade. Fresh can. First Copenhagen. Can. First can. Would you like a pinch? Mm, ask me again Nick, in an go, hour. Go ahead and come in and get your get one yours. hour. I ask you in one hour. All right. It's right here for you, buddy. I see it. Calling my name. I'd like to get Pete Sweeney the big old chaw. Oh yeah, I could see it. I'm sure his girlfriend, his new girlfriend, would love that. Well, no, I don't think any woman has ever loved it. Yeah, well, that's that's. Some women do point. chew tobacco though. But somehow, some way, Bink, you found yeah. a way to reproduce not once. <laughs> Twice. Twice. With two different women. Whoa. Yeah, get that breaking news sounder. There it is. You know, when I was in Nashville, oh boy, there was this, yeah, there was this girl at, at Coyote Ugly. down to the bottom of they, it. They get up and they sing and dance on, on the uh, bar. Yeah, I've seen the movie. With the bartenders I've stuff. been to a Coyote Ugly well, before. She was known as Skull Dip and Sally. Very attractive lady. Wait, and that, wait, 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 wait. She Coyote finished Ugly. second. She either finished second in the Ultimate Coyote Ugly. Very attractive, wait, but she pinched once in a while. Please huh? backtrack a, a moment here. Yeah. Please tell me the name of this young woman. Skull Dippin' Sally. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was her name. That was her nickname. Hold on. Did you you told us two days ago when you filled in that, and I knew this already, that you judged the, the Hooters swimsuit contest, okay? This is correct. And I'm very good at that. And now yeah. you're, you judged a contest at Coyote Ugly? It wasn't a contest. I was just oh. watching it. There was no contest. Okay. What can you tell us about Skull Dippin' Sally? Very attractive. Very nice. Very really? good singer. No, like, Very good singer. No, like, are you, is she really attractive or is she attractive for a woman that she, dips? She's, no, she's very attractive. She finished second in the whole show. You don't finish second Coyote Ugly, Ultimate Coyote Ugly, if you're not attractive. I didn't watch the show, but Was she finished she second. Was she actively chewing tobacco during the competition? I don't, I don't know about that, but she did at the bar. She said, hey, Sally, you want a dip? And she'd take one. Really? Yeah. You gave Sally, Skull Dip and Sally I sure a dip. the hell did. Unbelievable. She's very attractive, though. Really? Oh, well, yeah. This one you take your mom home to your mama. Could, that's literally the definition of a woman you did wouldn't you, take home to your did mama. You do any I would totally while, take her. Did home. you do any shots while you're at Kaya Ugly? Because they course. do it a little bit differently there. Of course, Bink. Golden. 100%. Okay. Bink, would you, would you marry a woman who chewed tobacco as often as you do? Mm. Why, why is it okay for you to do it, but she can't? Yeah. No, I, maybe not huh. as often, but once in a while, sure. So it's okay for her to do it. On occasion, 
but she can't be actively throwing in yompers all day. Well, most women don't like you chewing at all. So you got to kind of pretend like you are. You'll sneak outside, go put some bubble gum in or whatever, and it sucks because you'll be on a full date and you can't chew. And it's horrible. I hate when that it's happens, horrible. Cody. Yeah. Uh, Nick, I hate well, when it happens. It gets hate all of your teeth. Happens. I'm like, this dinner's great. Yeah. Having a good time, but I could really use a fatty slop right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> got to pinch one. <laughs> That's not what pinching one off means, <laughs> yeah, bud. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, go pinch one off and have a pinch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Coming up next, it's the noon hour. We'll get to what's trending in. One local school doesn't want to play the other. The roles have been reversed a little bit. Next. This is Cody and Gold. Brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance. Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload a football <laughs> tweet. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.